ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adam. With me, as always, on the board, running the knobs, making sure that we sound good, Steve. Oh, don't say making sure we sound good, because I don't know how good this is going to sound this week. <laughs> you got to have a little bit of faith in don't, yourself. Uh, yeah, don't put that <laughs> Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> I've got faith in you. All this right. is going to happen, and it's going to be dynamite. We'll see what I can do. So you kind of you let the rabbit out of the hat just a little bit early there. I think the ambiance let the rabbit out of the hat. Yes, yes <laughs> we are not in our normal recording space this episode. We are on location. We are on location at Patrick's Pub here in Moon Township, Pennsylvania. Yep, wonderful bar. It is a wonderful bar. That's yeah. why we're here. Been here a lot. Uh, why, why are we here, Adam? Sometimes more than I care to admit. We are here <laughs> to talk about beer. Okay. And, and a specific group that always meets here at Patrick's Pub here in Moon Township, Pennsylvania. We are here to talk about a little beer tasting group. So, of course, with that, it can't just be us. We have to have ourselves a guest host. And we do have a guest. Christine, the head of A Little Beer Tasting Group, welcome. Hola, thanks for having me. We are happy to have you. What is A Little Beer Tasting Group? <laughs> what is that? It's not self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> Solid point. <laughs> May I have to look at that branding name. name. <laughs> I'm in marketing, jeez. <laughs> Big fail. Um, so A Little Beer Tasting Group is a group of people that like beer, uh, enjoy tasting beer um, and we get together once a month at Patrick's for a couple of hours and we taste beer. <laughs> Can I say taste beer one more time? By all means. Um, so <laughs> so um, I, you know, we don't um, get too bogged down into the details of the beer. Right? When I'm explaining it to people, I tell them that we're more of a social group okay. uh, with a common interest. Right. So we have people from all different backgrounds and all different ages, uh, men and women, um, so long as they're over 21. Um, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, we have, we have people from 21 into their 70s. And um, it's a nice mix of people, and people enjoy just coming out and, and tasting some beer with friends and getting to make new friends. And it's really very, very light. Like I said, we don't get too bogged down in the details. Uh, that sounds very familiar with what we have here on the podcast. Well, we'll, we'll do good then, right? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> we, right in. Again, common interest. Uh, and with that, uh, we've gone almost four minutes, and we haven't had a beer yet. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I guess with that we can introduce our first beer, yes. and being that we're at Patrick's Pub, it only seems right that we drink from their pretty substantial craft list. I would say an excellent list. Yeah, uh, uh, consistent. Yes, consistently good. good. These, consistently yeah, good. If somebody asked me, where do you go in Moon Township to grab a beer? This is where you go. Well, Moon Township, Beaver County, anything. Well, yeah, yeah they, they I, I suggest, got a pretty good range. Yeah, I suggest this place to a lot of places, <laughs> to a lot of people. With that, though, I... Uh, we're going to introduce our first beer, and the first beer that we have is from the Distill Brewery, a brewery out of Normal, Illinois. Oh, okay. Normal, Normal Illinois. That seems a bit oxymoronic. <laughs> no. Normal, Illinois? Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Illinois is pretty plain. <laughs> outside, outside of Chicago? Mm, that's Midwest territory. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Corn country. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would be more normal is Normal, Ohio. <laughs> Uh, but the beer that we're having from the Distill Brewery this week is the Wild Sour Cranberry Creek. The Creek. Creek. 
Trick? Trick, not okay. crick. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's a different beer. When we so, had. So like crick, like the Yinzers would say. <laughs> it could be crick. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that that would be pretty common. I, the cranberry crick. <laughs> I mean, I'd go swimming in it. Yeah. It's uh, from normal, right? So. <laughs> uh, but it is a five percent ABV. Uh, 17 IBUs. A good low number. Yeah. Well, it's a sour, so it's not going to be too hoppy. Right. Uh, but they do say that it is made with tart cranberries and sweet cherries, and that it was dry hopped for... Interesting. Yeah, just to add a little bit of a citrus aroma and flavor to it. Okay. So, yeah. All right, well, let's take a look at it. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it definitely has a nice golden brown color to it. It's more than golden brown. That's a Amber? red. That's a red. That's a red? You think that's a straight up red? Yeah, it's a straight that's a red. red. Okay. All you right. need to get your eyes worked on. I really do. I really do. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much a, a red ale uh, due to the cherries and the cranberries. Mm-hmm. On the nose, I do get a little bit of that hoppiness. Yeah, uh, but it's definitely uh, beat up by the sourness. No doubt about it. Yeah. You can tell it's much more tart than it is hoppy. Yeah. Which makes sense. There's not much of a head, though. No, no. there isn't. Uh, I'm going to blame myself for that one. Uh, I poured these out a little bit ago. <laughs> well, we had we had to do a little glass transfer, but yeah. Right, right. Uh, since this was from tap, from the tap, we had to do a little transferring. Uh, when it came from the tap, I did notice it had it didn't have a good amount of head. It was a, a classic off-white. Uh, nothing unexpected. Uh, but obviously, since it's on tap, you're going to be able to adjust the amount of head that you get. Sure. Steve, you seem to be investigating something. I'm just trying to see any more notes I can pull out of the nose before I actually drink it. Huh. I'm just getting a lot of fruit flavors and everything. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Now, see, I think it just smells good. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I told you we don't, get too, we don't get too bogged down in the details? Sometimes you right? just got to enjoy does, a does good Does it beer. smell good? <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is, this is, this is going to be an episode much more geared toward Adam's sensibilities of, it's good. <laughs> I have zero problem with that. I know you do. It's your sensibility. <laughs> I do subscribe to them pretty much every day. Shall we? Yep. We let's shall. take a taste. Bottoms up? Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's, uh, it's, it's got that tartness. Yeah. And it's also got that dryness right along with it. Yeah. So a lot of people don't like that tart, sour beer. It, usually I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I went through a phase, because we go through phases right, right. with what we like. Oh, so absolutely. I went through a phase a few years ago when I was liking the Petrus Aged Pale, all those tart types of beers. Um, and then, you know, I got into Rise and Stouts and things like that. It was hard to go back to the sour. This one makes me want to go back. I like it. This I is like awesome. I, I am currently in a sour phase. So I am all about this right now, I'll be perfectly honest. Oh, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike it. <laughs> I mean, for a guy that doesn't yeah. like sours? Yeah, for a person who doesn't like sours, this is actually pretty good. That, that's that's some pretty high praise. I will say, Distill seems to have a huge list of sours. I noticed that while we were looking this one up. Yeah, uh, so... Untapped has a huge array of options there, so make sure you know which one you're getting. Yeah, but uh, definitely check out. Definitely check it out. Uh, I guess if this one's this good, then the other ones could be. This. <laughs> it's time to try different ones. Yeah, I I, I could be convinced to try other ones because I'm enjoying this one. Okay then. So, so he's enjoying it. For somebody who doesn't so, like sours, right. he's enjoying it. That's awesome. That That's is how you know brain. this is an awesome beer. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's it's not it's not too tart. And that, that's like a big selling point for me. <laughs> <laughs> it has that tartness. Right. Without punching you in the face. Mm-hmm. I like there you that. go. Yeah, because there's a lot much, that will punch you in the face. 
then people look at me like, you're crazy. I can't believe you like this stuff. What's wrong with you? I said, don't you like sweet tarts? Tastes like sweet tarts. That is a very good way of putting this. This is a good sweet tart beer. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of in the candy realm. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have a candy episode. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> All right. We do every other. <laughs> Add it to the list. Yeah, we may get any kind of theme up we want. So. <laughs> it is our show. So, why don't we sip on this a little bit? Mine's already gone. Can I have some more? By all means. <laughs> you have to ask Rob. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> I better have sitting back in there. Whatever. <laughs> we all done. You're still working. Say hi to the fans. <laughs> so, while you're pouring uh, yeah. round one and a half, we'll call it round one and okay. a half. So, we kind of covered a little bit already mm-hmm. uh, of what a little beer tasting group is, uh, who they are, what they are, what they try to do, what what it is that your purpose is, is just to enjoy beer. Well, there has to be a little bit more into that. And I guess one of the questions that I have, because I've been to multiple events, mm-hmm. Steve and I at, have been here for, for multiple months, and, sure. and we plan on being at the next one. We so like to hear that. Be ready for that. <laughs> but Beer uh, ready? Uh, <laughs> But whenever you uh, put together the beer list, usually it's five or six beers mm-hmm. per per night. How do you how do you put together what beers you want to sample? So it is six beers. Okay. Um, we taste four ounce samples, so total twenty four ounces. Okay. So nobody's gonna get drunk off of this, hopefully. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't control what you do outside of this, but uh, for the tasting, you won't get drunk. Um, and I like the that we taste the four ounce beers because uh, if you don't like it. You didn't really waste anything, right? You're just taking a sip. Like, if you went out to a bar, maybe you would spend six, seven, eight dollars or more for a beer and then not like it, right? right? So, anyway, so how do we come up with the list? Well, that's easy. I let Sean do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean is the owner of Patrick's. Okay. Uh, for those of our audience who don't know, and you know, I'm independent of Patrick, so I do this group um, independently of that. I'm, I'm my own, shall we say, business, but I partner with Patrick's and with Sean to be able to host the little beer tasting group. Okay. And, you know, it has to make sense for both of us. So I count on Sean to pick the beers that he wants to showcase, maybe, um, okay. or, you know, things that are more popular, hopefully, that people want to come back in for. Okay. Right? So. I, I can tell you that in the past, there have been beers that I have sampled here that I went out and got again. So, he so said, it works. So he, this system works. He set the hook nicely. That's why we're here for. Th- we're starting our fourth year next week. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So congratulations on that. Because uh, last last episode, I want to say episode uh, last meeting, uh, we did have a bit of a celebration that we did complete three years yes. of a little beer tasting group, and now we're on to year four. I guess that that takes us all the way back to the beginning. How did this get started? What, what prompted you to say, "Hey, I want to get together yeah. with a bunch of friends, drink some beers"? <laughs> Who wouldn't? First well, of all, that is also um, true. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to take you back a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, several years ago, way before three years ago, when we first started a little beer tasting group. All right. Uh, about five years before that. Five. Let me think about this. Five, maybe six years before that. Um, I started a beer tasting group called Pittsburgh Brewmasters. Did you guys know that? I don't know if we talked about that. I did not know that. Yeah, so it was called Pittsburgh Brewmasters, and um, I started that group because I had gone to somebody else's beer tasting on the other side of Pittsburgh. So, as typical Pittsburgh fashion, to go through uh, two tunnels on a school (laughs) night, you know, (laughs) it's, it's... 
a late night. You know, I want to come home. I've been drinking. I want to come home safe. Right. Um, so it was it was a little difficult to head out that way all okay. the time. And we we enjoyed it, but it was hard to get out there. So I thought I could do this in my own neighborhood closer to home i could run the show imagine that (laughs) (laughs) hopefully people will want to come um but i I, uh reached out to a restaurant called the sharp edge okay that's uh, familiar with that yeah so i worked with them worked with Hart, who's their beer guy at the time and we teamed up uh to to put on a show every month and then they opened the restaurant down in Peters Township. Okay. So we were doing it twice a month at um, the one in, in uh, Crafton and the one down in Peters Township. Okay. So I ran that for four years. And, you know, life changes. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get a different job or you get involved in different things. And it's hard to keep up the things that, that you do sometimes. So I decided it was going to be the end of Pittsburgh Brewmasters. And uh, somebody else, somebody actually bought the organization from me and tried really? to carry it on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey. And so they, they made their own twist to it, right, and ran it for about a year. And then they decided they'd had enough. So oh. the beer tasting group was kind of in limbo at that point. Um, but a few years later, uh, somebody came to me and said, boy, we really missed that. You know, there was a lot of fun <laughs> when you did that. Uh, you should do that again. And I thought, well, it's several years later. And I think it was two, maybe two or three years later. And, I had a different job and life changes again and I thought why not so I talked with my better half Rob and so what do you think if we do this again mm-hmm. you know and he was very supportive <laughs> and uh, we I, I kept thinking what what am I gonna name this group you know, Pittsburgh Brewmasters I love that name right that, that, and, and, and sounds very yeah you know Official, official, yeah, yeah. like it has a lot of clout to it. Yeah, yeah. but I guess yeah. somebody once took offense to that because I got this nasty email at how dare we call ourselves brewmasters? Yeah, oh, because there's a lot of training that goes involved in that. How dare we? I'm like, dude, get a freaking life, you know? Like, we're just trying to have fun. <laughs> so, but I didn't want to get back to the brewmasters name because I figured that had been there, done that, you know. Right. Um, so I thought, well, I can, what am I going to call this group? And I thought back to the history, and I thought, every time I talked about Pittsburgh Brewmasters and tried to explain it, I would say, oh, it's a little beer tasting group that I run and do this, do that. And I thought, why not go with that? Because I couldn't think of anything yeah. else. <laughs> so it is a little beer tasting group, and I, I think it implies that it's friendly. You know, and not, it definitely does, yeah, yes. Not, like, like I said, not overly bogged down in the details. Right. Um, that's kind of how this all got started. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, we're glad that you did. Thank you. Part of the little beer tasting group, we don't just always taste things from Pat's Pub. Right. Sometimes homebrewers will bring things mm-hmm. in. Is that something that was a part of uh, Brewmasters as well? Or, like, has that always been an element of of homebrewers trying to showcase themselves, or is that something where Pat's opened their doors in a way? Yeah, this is really something uh, unique to a little beer tasting group. Mm -hmm. When I ran Pittsburgh Brewmasters, we did a homebrew challenge where we would invite people to submit their best homebrews. It wasn't anything technical. It was really just based on the taste of the people who were in attendance that night. So if most right. of the people hated IPAs and you brought an IPA, <laughs> you were lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to carry that, that tradition over to a little beer tasting group. So we've hosted, uh, I think, three now uh, homebrew challenges. But I think our brewers really enjoyed sharing what they made you know, and getting the feedback. I, um, I can tell you that... Uh, for Steve and I, that was actually the first event, event yeah, that we yeah, came I to, remember. and it was an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. And you're 100% correct. You get to share your beer with people, and sometimes it's 
it's interesting when you share it with friends that will always give you that will always It'll be, be nice. supportive <laughs> right yeah. but it's something like this you kind of expose yourself a little bit yeah you don't know how people yeah, are you're very vulnerable react. right yes. right so um i'll get to the question about people bringing their beers in a second but while we're on this um the home brew challenge is is really fun i tell people when they participate like this is not a technical thing right, right. so be prepared submit whatever beer you want whatever you think is your best whatever think whatever you think you you can win with if that's your goal mm. but if you want to just come and have a good time and hear what people have to say you know these are novices most most of them you right. know um so they'll tell you if they like it they'll tell you if they don't like it but it's all in fun and it's all good natured and friendly so nobody's going to say your beer sucked or you know right. you're stupid for <laughs> brewing this or, you have no talent you know don't quit your day job no, nobody's going to do that but um but it's always funny we do pick a winner and like i said the winner isn't always the best beer sometimes it's just what people like true and that's okay although i will say uh, from from our experience during the last homebrew event there wasn't a bad one in the no, there wasn't. And and for those homebrewers out there, there was a mix of all grain and uh, extract kits, <laughs> or not kits, but extract recipes out there. So you don't have to be an expert. Right. You just have to be able to create a beer that is your own. And you have to have the guts to be able to put it in front of people. Yeah. You know? And that takes a lot. And I always tell the brewers, thank you so much for doing this, because you do put yourself on the line out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you open yourself up to criticism. But you know what? You should be proud no matter what you submit, because you submitted it. Right. Yeah. Right? You made it. Yeah. So so that's a lot of fun. But um, I think they really enjoyed that. So some of our home brewers now... If they're brewing a batch, they'll bring some for us to sample. Mm-hmm. So very often we have, you know, an extra beer or two at the end of the night. Bonus beers. Yeah. Everybody loves bonus <laughs> beers. <Yeah. laughs> I just want to share, you know, and see what people have to say. So so we love that. Uh, we, and we welcome that, <laughs> definitely. So with that, has there been anybody in the past that has kind of moved from home brewing on to the next step? Yeah, there has been. Okay. Nice segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our friend Scott Mills, uh, Scott and his friend Danny uh, actually met us when we were doing Pittsburgh Brewmasters okay. they come out and when we started a little beer tasting group they came back Danny comes actually from Sharon PA Wow. Yeah. That's a heck of a trip. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so we appreciate that. We think he's probably the one that comes from the longest drive. Uh, we were always telling him we can put him up you know, <laughs> if the weather's bad or, you know, he can't drive. But he always seems to, to do okay. Um, but anyway, Scott Mills uh, started coming here with Denny. Um, and then he won he won our first homebrew challenge. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the beer off the top of my head, but it was a Belgian-style beer. It wasn't long after that when he said, hey, I'm thinking about opening up this brewery. I really, that's my dream. I want to open up this brewery. I think I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So he did, um, and he went on to open Cobble House Brewery down in Coriopolis. Uh, they are coming up on their one-year anniversary in April. So I like to take credit for the fact that that brewery is there because I think we gave him the confidence he needed to, to you know, push through and make his dream a reality. Well, we on the show appreciate that because uh, Scott was actually the uh, the first live episode we ever did. Oh, I didn't realize podcast. that. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. And it was it was very interesting uh, talking with him, uh, just saying what inspired him mm-hmm. to, to move on to the next step. And it was also interesting because while we were recording, he was also brewing at the same time. <laughs> so there was one or two pauses where he'd have to say, all right, I got to stop for two or three yeah. minutes. I got to go take care of this. Okay, great. No problem. Come back and we'll start up again. He was doing the same thing on Saturday when we were there. Oh, really? <laughs> he'd come out, we'd sit at the bar, eat, and he'd say, okay, time out, gotta go. <laughs> then he'd come back and we'd pick up our conversation just mm-hmm. like before. 
it, it's it's almost like he's got it down to a science now. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, and he makes some really good beers. Yes, he does. So, he does. Um, we're really happy that he he opened his own brewery. We're trying to convince our friend Tom to do the same. You won actually beer uh, homebrew challenge number two and three. Okay. Uh, so funny story, and I don't know if you know this. I may have said this in one of the times that you had come, uh, but on the second homebrew challenge, our friend Jack submitted a beer. And then he told his neighbor Tom about the homebrew challenge. So Tom submitted a beer and Jack placed second. Oh no. <laughs> Behind the person and he Tom invited. First. <laughs> so there's this continuing, you know, kind of like hard feeling undertone thing about how if I didn't invite Tom, I would have been the winner. Um, so so we we uh, resurrect that story every once in a while. But uh, Tom came back, I think the first year, I think the first year was an apricot wheat, if I remember correctly. And then the second year he made cream ale. That's what it was. Mm. Yeah, I remember so that one. Tom knows the magic formula, I think. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah, I think that's really great, though, as a part of what a little beer tasting group does. Uh, for Adam and I, we actually have been a part of bigger competitions where mm -hmm. with official judges and everything like that. I think for us, it's a lot easier to just submit to people now and like find out, you know, just to hear their feedback yeah. in general. And but for anybody who's never done that before, I think it's really good to just get a general sense of, you know, that social aspect and just kind of the community feeling mm -hmm. towards your right. beer. And then you can learn to, you know, move up if you want. Sure. You know, Absolutely. but yeah, I think I think that's a really cool thing that, you know, your group does <laughs> for, you. for people who are novices <laughs> and just want to find out, am, am what I'm, is am what I'm good doing good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is this good? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one thing when you're brewing it at home for yourself and maybe your family or friends, right? Right. Like you said earlier, Adam, people will you know, Yeah, friends nice will always be nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, when you put it out there to strangers, yeah. you know, they'll still be nice, but they'll give you an honest opinion. Right. So. Yeah. And especially when it's people that like beer, you know, they're obviously here for the beer. Right. So. So they feel they, qualified to talk about it. Well, well yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially, you know, people that enjoy craft beer mm -hmm. and the home brewers themselves. It, it, it's almost like a sense of community. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships kind of thing. Yep. And honestly, I find more value in the public's opinion than I do, you know, like a five-star restaurant, you know, like right. a restaurant here. Yeah, <laughs> right. like a really beer beer snob, because mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I, for some reason, I just feel like I can't trust judges, but I can trust somebody who's, you know, right there by me. Yeah. If they're being nice to my face, then I assume that they actually like it. Mm -hmm. If I see them drink it and say, that's interesting, and then walk away. <laughs> that's a strong signal. I go, oh, okay, well, you know, hey. We tried. That's fine. Unfortunately, I'm seeing that our glasses are pretty much empty now. But that means a good thing. Yeah. Because uh, that seems to me like uh, we like the beer. Yeah, yeah, I like the beer. I actually liked it. It's not my favorite thing I've ever had. I would imagine well, not, especially yeah. somebody that does not like sours. Right. You, you didn't sip it, say, mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Right, exactly. Walk away. Exactly. Yeah, he has yeah. an empty glass there. Yeah. It's true. He's I, actually beating me. <laughs> yeah, I do I do like it. It just, I hadn't, uh, you know, I would choose it over other things. Fair. You know, I would choose it over macro brews every day, I guess. But uh, this is definitely a good beer because it's a cranberry. I was thinking this is probably a good beer to go with, like, Thanksgiving. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is like, this is something you pop out if you're not a wine drinker. 
That's a very good way of putting it. This seems like a very good wine alternative. Yeah. So it's for, a good, yeah. So for me, I think that it goes really great with the apple crisp I made last night. <laughs> okay. The cran apple flavor. Yeah, I'm seeing that. We might have to take some of that home. <laughs> it's a dessert beer, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Dessert beer pairing. Thanksgiving beer pairing. <laughs> so what do you say? We uh, take a quick break. Uh-huh. Refill the glasses. Yes. Uh, get the recipe for the apple crisp. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back for segment two. Okay, do. Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back, Hop Nation. Welcome back, Hop Nation. We are here for episode 47. Steve, since I'm the one that's introducing stuff, uh, it is time for you to come up with a sports reference for episode 47. You got, you got nothing? No, no, that's not my bit. I don't do the sports reference. So instead, I gotta come instead, up. I'll do the video game reference. Then give me a, give a video game reference here. Uh, 47 would be the code uh, number for Agent 47 in the Hitman series. I have no idea what you're talking about. See? There you so, go. All right, then. This worked out quite well. That's how, that's how that bit works. <laughs> you say something, you make a reference to something I don't get, I make a reference to something you don't get. And then we move right along. All right, then. So, uh, we are here. We are talking a little beer tasting group. Where are we here? We are here at Patrick's Boat. There you go. In Township, Pennsylvania. Uh, a hidden gem. Yeah, really. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, a neighborhood bar. It's considered a neighborhood bar. Yeah, definitely. But it's a little bit more than that. It's very cozy. Yes, it's a cozy bar. Cozy neighborhood bar. With a fantastic beer selection. And also really good food. Oh, absolutely. And good service. Good service. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they do have probably my favorite Reuben in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. There's a couple places I've yet to try yet, but you know, this is number one for me. I like it. I'm also excited because I'm going to get to have a salmon BLT as soon as we're done here. (laughs) (laughs) So is that the end of the segment? Then we'll jump into segment three, and then it's time for dinner? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Well, thanks, Hop Nation. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Need a sando. Hold up. <laughs> We're here at Patrick's Pub. We are talking a little beer tasting group with the head of a little beer tasting group, Christine. Welcome back again. Oh, thanks again for having me. So mm-hmm. uh, now it is time to talk beer again. Okay. So we have our second selection from the tabs yeah. at Patrick's. Uh, this is the Four Seasons Coffee Porter. Four Seasons is actually a Pittsburgh local beer, so keep that in mind. Uh, if and when you come here, they not only have the big national brands, but they also uh, dive into the local scene as well. That's right. Which uh, is is pretty darn awesome. I like that. Yeah, that su- variety. Yeah, supporting local, but also you know anything big you can find here. As well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got stuff from Great Divide. They've got Smutty Nose, uh, and they've also got your. Your regular VFW beers, and they—I'm pretty sure <laughs> they do nice have a. <laughs> pretty sure they have a PBR special. <laughs> I think they do. Yes, yes, and so. I'm actually looking. They have a Strom special here. Yeah. Uh, on Saturdays. And hockey specials, and you know. Right. Right. Yeah, neighborhood bar. Yeah. So, but this one, uh, this is the coffee porter from Four Seasons. Five point five percent ABV. Okay. IBUs are a little bit higher than what we had in the last go around. Twenty-five. All right. So. Yeah, barely higher. <laughs> right, but it has to be said. Yeah. And uh, any word on, do you know what coffee is being used, or is no. it also locally sourced? Or Okay. 
you know what, for sake of conversation, sure. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I've had other Four Seasons beers before, yeah. and that kind of seems like their MO. Okay. Uh, local, locally right. sourced, yeah, yeah, locally yeah. utilized. I, so uh, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Where are they growing coffee beans locally? Well, they just buy them from somebody local. <laughs> just buy it from another store. <laughs> I'm thinking because I'm thinking like Full Pint. They have uh, their Luxuria that they did in uh, conjunction with Black Forge. Yes, which you know? I've yet to be to Black Forge. I still need to go there. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but shout out to Nick and Black Forge. Exactly. We exactly. Had, we had him on a previous episode. So. so on on to this beer, the Four Seasons Coffee Porter. Oh. Looks like a. It looks, looks more like a, like a stout. Well, I mean, it's pretty dark. You actually. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. <laughs> It is quite dark. Uh, you can let a little bit of light in at the right angle. Uh, head is a very light tan. Mm-hmm. That's this is this is the picture perfect example of what a porter would look like. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice tight creamy head. Yeah, yeah. there's no sense in describing it any better than that. <laughs> uh, on the nose, you can definitely it's sense, all coffee. Sense the coffee. So they're pulling no punches on that. Yeah. Shall we? Hmm. Yep. That's interesting. <laughs> and then you put it back down. <laughs> really? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's. A, it has a good coffee flavor, but it's also really thin. I agree. I know what you mean. I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not poo-pooing it <laughs> exactly yet. Let it. Let it yeah. run through a little bit. Maybe it needs to warm up a degree or two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to let it warm up. Right. It, it just. Uh, it seems really thin at the moment and. It starts with almost like a black Waffle House coffee f- flavor, but it dissipates really quickly. You think that maybe is part of the thinness of it? I think so. Okay. If, like for me, I really like just all the way through coffee. Like well, I like big, heavy coffee flavor. I, yeah. I, so. <laughs> that, that wouldn't surprise me that this seems a little bit on the thinner side. Yeah. I don't want to say weak because weak is a bad word for this beer. Well, that's not, I don't think it's a bad word to say weak because say for people who, <laughs> for people who don't love coffee that hard, this could be good for them. <laughs> and I am one of those people. Yeah. So that would explain why, because I don't go with your death wish coffee that you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's another thing. I have a bag of $20 coffee that it's called death wish coffee. It's really called death wish coffee? Yeah, it's called okay. death wish coffee. Yeah. It, I mean, at the time it was the most uh, caffeinated coffee that you could get and I used to drink it black so I don't so was it just the caffeine or was it that strong oh it was strong <laughs> it was brutal so I'm not I'm not, I like coffee but I'm not a coffee person mm-hmm. I like tea mm-hmm. mostly and um oddly this tastes a little weak to me okay <laughs> that's fair um, that's fair but it's not I don't like you said I don't want to use that in a bad way because it's not a bad beer right yeah um but for me, because I like stouts, and I've sampled a lot of stouts, I've had things that are more robust. Right, right. right. They use the term mouthfeel, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, this is a good beer, but having known all those other beers now, yeah. this one doesn't necessarily compare with the other ones that It I just like. comes up against different competitions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, I think we've been running into this more, but this fits more of the definition of a porter. Which is something you know, uh, a stout that's under seven percent, mm-hmm. and this is five point five. So again, you're looking at a smaller grain bill, which is why it's thinner. I think this is good for people who may not uh, want those big, robust, heavy. Yeah. You know, like I love them, but right, right. <laughs> not everybody likes to just you know go into a coma after. <laughs> <laughs> 
have 400 calories worth of beer in a six, yeah. o- six ounce glass. Exactly. <laughs> I, I like I like those I like those big beers with like a stack of pancakes and then I nap. So. Right. This is this is not a pancake beer. Right. This is not a pancake beer by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But let's let's warm this up a little bit. Maybe we can catch something when it gets into the 40s or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I say it's time we talk a little bit more beer. Okay. Uh, a little bit more of the uh, little beer tasting group. Cool. And get a little more personal and find out more about Christine herself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh boy. For example, <laughs> yeah, okay. we, we've been talking beer mm-hmm. and, and what it took for you to get into the uh, the beer tasting yeah. game. But how did you get into the beer game in general? What what sparked that interest to just start looking into craft beer and enjoying craft beer in general? Well, when I was four years old, my dad gave me my first sip of beer. <laughs> That's a true story. Okay. Well, yeah, um, so I blame him. Yeah. <laughs> my grandfather and Budweiser. I know that game. <laughs> it actually was Heineken. Mm. Uh, but dad was classy in the back. Yes, yes, he knew, right? And I, I remember it vividly. I remember it very vividly. My mom and dad used to like to go down to um, Waterford Park. Mm. Horse races. Okay. Okay. And they'd come back. It'd be 10, 11 o'clock at night. Maybe later they'd come back. I remember Dad sitting in the on the couch, sipping a beer. And I was right beside him because I was awake because Mom and Dad came home. Mm-hmm. And I remember him saying, here, you want a sip? And I remember tasting it and thinking it was the worst thing I ever had. <laughs> Which is probably why I never did the parties in high school and the whole deal, right? Because right? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm over that. Um but uh, how did I get into beer? I don't know. You know, when I turned 21, I was the Coors Light girl. I mean, I was not the Coors Light girl. But that's what I'm <laughs> oh, wow. That's, <laughs> but that's the beer I was drinking at the time, you know. And here you are at 21, you can go out and order beer. Boy, is that cool, right? Mm-hmm. And those are the days of the sports garden down oh, in yeah. uh, Station Square. And uh, Mario's on the south side was huge. And, um, and we were just having a ball going around ordering our Coors Lights. And then uh, one day I was introduced, I'm going to mention them again, um, to the Sharp Edge. And the Sharp Edge, you know, had a bunch of Belgian beers and all these craft beers that I never even knew existed, right? Many uh, Coors Light drinkers (laughs) have fallen at the hands of Sharp Edge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I tasted my first Stella and I thought that was great, you know? Now I'm like, oh, I can't even go back to that. But, um, (laughs) but no, really, just going there, I think, and enjoying the food and enjoying the beers and, you know, just... You know, being willing to try different things and you know, actually doing the beer tastings is what brought me up to where I am now because, you know, in a year, if we do 12 tastings, we're tasting 72 beers. That's a, that's <laughs> that's a heck of a spread. Yeah. education. That's an okay number. <laughs> 72, yeah. yeah. That's an okay number. I mean, I think I've done 500 in a year, but, you know, hey. <laughs> that's that's a lot of beer. Yeah, well, hey, I was trying to get that 1,000 badge on Untappd. <laughs> and you got it successfully. Yeah. So it, I, I think many people have gone down that same path. Mm-hmm. A tale as old as time. Yeah. Yep. I think I think just in general for the Sharp Edge, like that was one of the first places I kind of found in Pittsburgh that mm-hmm. had uh, you know craft and yeah. uh, more. They're focused on Belgian and you know imports like that. Right. Uh, and, and a place where where you have the big Belgians and imports. You just gotta dive right in. Yeah, I don't think they give you much of a choice, really. Like, they, I can't honestly remember if they have like macros on tap. I have no idea. Of course, yeah. why would you look in the first place? Right. So, yeah, it's not a big deal to me anymore. Right. So yeah. I don't care. But <laughs> that page just doesn't exist. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely cool. It just happening upon the sharp edge kind of turned you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now that you've gotten accustomed to beer that way, and mm-hmm. 
you've pretty much gone through all the styles, I'm assuming. Uh, is there anything particular that sticks out to you? Like, is there any beers that you go to automatically? I think, well, number one, it depends on what's on tap, right? Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as a um, warm up to this, to my answer, I, I think it's funny about how you start to taste beer, right? And being the Coors Light girl, mm -hmm. that's what you know, right? That that mass produced lager style beer. You know, okay. Swill. Yeah, it's okay, right? <laughs> but then as you start to explore more, you find more things that you like. So I mentioned I had gone on from like the Coors Light and the Corona to the Stella Artois. Um, I delved into Belgians a little bit. And it's funny how like when you taste something else and you're like, wow, that tastes good, right? And then you, you stick with that style for a while. And then, oh, you taste something else. It's, oh, I like this now. So What's fascinating to me is how the, your palate changes mm. as you become more educated, mm -hmm. or maybe just depends on what you taste and what you like. I've gone through phases where, you know, I was, I was all about the Belgians, and then I was all about the sour Belgians, and, and then oh, here's this wheat beer. Oh, I really love the wheat beers, and you know, don't put fruit in it though. But I really <laughs> like the wheat beers. And then, um, gee, I remember going off into maybe a little bit of hoppiness, a little rye PA. Uh, and I was always the person that said, I don't like stouts, mm -hmm. or I don't like a dark beer, mm -hmm. right? And, and I would never drink a dark beer. Well, lo and behold, those are one of my favorites <laughs> now, right? Are. So here, here I am. So, but I'm finding out, boy, I like that coffee, or I like that coffee and vanilla, or I like that smoky flavor in that in that beer. Um, so it's quite um, amazing to me. When talking about dark beers, so often people will say, like me, I don't drink dark beers. I don't like dark beers. So my response would be, what does dark taste like? Dark is not a flavor. Right. You might drink coffee. You might drink a Coke. Those mm. are dark drinks. True. Right? Very true. So you can't say you don't like dark. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just all about you know how you um, go along the journey, I think, and expose yourself to different tastes. And over time, yeah, your palate changes. You do find mm. out you end up liking these things that you said you never would. <laughs> I think that also kind of speaks to the inventiveness of brewers as well. Oh, they're just going Cause, wild. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, like, you may have never thought that something could be in a beer. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you start trying that, and then it becomes more prevalent. I think, you know, it wasn't too long ago that you never saw coconut in beers. Now yeah. It's but now, now it's everywhere. But now it's in, like, every port. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm liking the jalapeno now. Yeah. Yeah. Peppers, definitely. Peppers yeah. is huge yeah. nowadays. In fact, we, one of our home brewers brought in, no, I think it was for the home beer, to, uh, home brew challenge. Jack brought the chocolate, the chocolate stout with mm -hmm. the jalapeno. Mm -hmm. Remember that? And I loved it. And then Rob and I went to dinner at a restaurant locally recently, and they had donut holes for dessert. Okay. And it was three cinnamon, three sugar, and three glazed. And they gave you a chocolate sauce to dip with, with yeah. the jalapeno in. Ooh, nice. reminded me of the stout, right? <laughs> Well, I guess the important question is, uh, where was this restaurant, and do they still do this? Yes, they do, and it's called Off the Hook, up in, exactly. off the Warrendale exit. I know exactly yeah. where that's at. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was excellent. Very pricey, but excellent. Hmm. It was a special occasion. <laughs> Got to treat yourself. Okay. <laughs> it's my new favorite restaurant, but I'll never be able to eat there. <laughs> <laughs> so beyond beer, what else do you like to do beyond beer? I mean, we've been talking about it pretty yeah. much all episode, but that makes sense. This is a beer podcast. But beyond beer, what do you like to do? What do you, where do you like to spend so, your time? 
One of the things that people might be surprised to know is that I do all my own home improvements. Oh, okay. So I bought this house like nine years ago in Moon Township and I thought, whoa, okay, this is a nice house. Someday I'm going to change that kitchen floor and I'm going to change those countertops. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then it'll be the perfect house for me. Right. Well, I kind of moved in after the people moved out. Well, I got into the house after the people moved out and I was like, no, I'm going to redo those hardwood floors. So redid all the hardwood floors in the house, which of course then I had to replace all the trim in the house. And mm. then as I'm there, I'm looking at the kitchen saying, wow, those cabinets really don't match the other side of the kitchen. So those are going to have to come out. Boy, yeah, that floor needs Just replaced. Going and so going. yeah, the next thing I knew I was getting my kitchen. <laughs> and then the next thing I knew I was doing work on the bedrooms and then I was getting the bathroom and then I gutted the basement. So um, yes, it's been an endless project that I think is slowly coming to an end. I, I don't think there's much more to do. It's to the point now where I'm, I'm painting things that I painted years ago. Yeah, right? it, it, so I'm cycling around, right? Right. But I, but I enjoy that. Um, surprisingly, I, I didn't have any training or anything. I just figured I had two hands and a brain, and I could figure it out. Mm. And I could talk to people, and I could go online. And, and I always said if I ever had any trouble, I would hire somebody at that point. Right. Well, I was smart enough to hire for plumbing and electric. Yeah, but yeah. the rest of it, you know, I found people to help me, and it worked out pretty good. So, um, yeah, so my house has been uh, one endless project. But I like to be able to stand back and say, wow, I did that. Yeah, that so sense of accomplishment. Yeah, every once in a while, I'm like, I can't believe I put those cabinets in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Screwed that countertop in place, you know. But um, so I, you know, it's a lot of work, but I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I do is I just started. Mm, let me think about this. September, October, taking guitar lessons. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So I, I took violin lessons years ago. When I turned 30, I said I want to learn how to play an instrument. So I took violin lessons for five years. And okay. Got to the point where. I figured I was as good as I was going to get, right? I'm not going to be playing in the symphony. Like, this is about where it is for me. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, life changes. You become busy with other things. So I kind of gave that up. And then probably over the past three or four years, I thought I'd like to play guitar. So I made it happen one day. And uh, I still, you know, it's funny. It makes me feel like a dork, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think I'm all bad. You know, like, I could do all this stuff. And I'm like Wonder Woman. And I, I'm, I'm good at everything I do. And then I try to play music. And I realize how uncoordinated <laughs> I am. How I really have no musical ability as much as I like to think that I do. Um, but I'm, it's fun for me. You know, and it's something that I do for myself. Um, oftentimes, I'm out volunteering somewhere or I'm working somewhere and there isn't a lot of time for myself mm -hmm. right so I think it's important for people to, to take that time and this is one thing that I do where I go for an hour once a week and I practice through the week and I can say that's all about me okay so that I makes like me that. feel good yeah <laughs> that's cool because also you know like you said you feel like you're good at everything else it's nice oh. to have something that challenges you. Oh, right? it's absolutely a challenge. <laughs> yeah, so I'm learning chords, right? And I'm learning like how to switch fingers between chords like fast enough that you could play right. the song. You know? <laughs> and yeah, it's coming. There's songs that I, that I work better than others, you know. But all in all, like I said, it's it's just something that's challenging and fun, and it's it's something new. And um, I think we all need to step outside of our boxes every once in a while and, and try something that makes us uncomfortable. Well, I can tell you as somebody that uh, has no idea how. To play guitar you are way ahead of me <laughs> <laughs> thank you that makes me feel good see <laughs> so you could say you could look at me and say christine you're good you are you are good <laughs>
<laughs> Maybe you'll come to my lessons with me, Maybe <laughs> Talk me up a little bit. <laughs> you know what, I believe in you! <laughs> and then you can eventually bring the guitar to one of our meetings and, uh, you know. Yeah, that would be scary. <laughs> you guys weren't at the one where I sang the national anthem, were you? <laughs> I don't think so. But I feel that there's a story behind that. <laughs> yeah, so um, one of the other things I enjoy doing is volunteering for animal rescue organizations. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, at the time I was volunteering for a group called PARC, Pittsburgh Aviation Animal Rescue Team. And so we uh, took one of our beer tasting nights and turned it into a fundraiser. Okay. Okay, so uh, we were able to get all the beer donated and all the prizes donated. So the ticket price, uh, the entire ticket price went to the organization. Oh, all right. Uh, so we have very good partners around with some of our wholesalers. Um, Frank Fuhr Wholesaling uh, does is really generous when we do those kind of things. The other ones are as well. I specifically call them out because they've helped us with their with our fundraisers. Um, but we had uh, a friend of mine, John Wytrack, come and sing for us, and he plays all kinds of contemporary songs, and I, I think he's really great, and I always enjoy listening to him. And I was standing at the microphone. Don't put a microphone in front of me, because okay? <laughs> I am not shy. Um, but he put, I was talking in the microphone, because there was one that day, and somebody said, sing something, sing something. So me being like this closet karaoke person, okay, I, I've never sung karaoke, but I, I want to so badly, right. right? But I'm afraid how bad I'll sound. So here I am in front of the microphone. Somebody says, sing something, sing something. And the first song that comes to mind is the national anthem. And of course, we know how easy that is to sing. Right? Right. <laughs> so I'm singing, and I know it sucks, right? And at this point, I don't care, because it's the national anthem. I'm very patriotic. Um, I do whatever I can to support our veterans, um, deservedly so. I mean, I'm not going to dive into this, but you know, people might be unaware. There are 22 veterans a day who are committing suicide, right? And they need our help. Um, different story, but so I, I'm singing the national anthem. I don't care how much it sucks. I love my country. I'm very patriotic. And do you know, people in that room and that little beer tasting night, they all stood up and sang with me. That's awesome. Well, I think it was. I mean, it gives <laughs> me goosebumps, awesome. but I really think they were trying to drown me out. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, wow, that's the first time I sung in public. I know I sucked, but I did it. <laughs> So have you gone to karaoke since then? Um, just by chance, not intentionally. <laughs> just happened to and, show up. And then I watched the other people up there, and I'm like, no, I'm not ready to make a fool out of myself yet. <laughs> so one last question. Yeah. Uh, with the, the Little Beer Tasting Group, mm -hmm. do you have any, any future plans for it? Uh, bigger, better, faster, stronger? You know, I always like the idea of world domination. But. So do we. <laughs> um, we didn't name it Pop Nation PA. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I kind of like this little group that we have. You know, we're always looking for new people to join us. And you, you don't have to be a member. You can pop in for, for one tasting. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no dues or anything like that. We do charge a fee to, to attend. Um, but but we're always looking, like I said, we're always looking for new people. But I don't want to grow this too big. Mm. You know, because I think then the... the um, the closeness of it tends to fade. Right, right? Loses, then, the, then, loses the essence. Yeah, and then like I don't remember people's names. You know, it's a challenge <laughs> sometimes anyway. But um, I always viewed it like like people were coming to my house. Mm. So when we're here at Patrick's and we're in the restaurant, people are coming in, sitting down, and they're they're getting food to eat. I want to know these people. If you come by yourself, I want to make sure that you sit with somebody so you're not sitting by yourself. So I'll introduce you to somebody. So it's like people are coming to my living room and I want to make sure they're taken care of, right? So at the end, it's really neat because when I introduce people, 
And then I see them as friends on Facebook, right? I think, wow, those people became friends, and those people <laughs> yeah. became friends. So. You know, in some weird way, it makes me feel good that I'm bringing people together, mm. and that's really what it's about. We just want to come together and have a, have a good time. And we get to drink beer. Exactly. Drink beer. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, yeah. the Four Seasons Coffee Porter. Yes. What do you guys think? So now that we had a chance to warm it up a little bit. I think it smells better when it's warm. I think it definitely tastes better when it's warm. I... It doesn't feel so weak to me now that it's a little warmer. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to agree with that. Like, it, it does have a bit more of a coffee flavor now that it's warmer. It's not so cold. I enjoy, like, that's the thing with stouts and porters. We say it over in time, <laughs> like beating a dead horse, but always let those be served warmer. Right, they, let you it know, breathe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let it breathe a bit. And it definitely got better as it did. It like, did. It, yeah. smelled, it smells stronger. The coffee flavor is much more pronounced all throughout the tasting. Uh, it's, yeah, really... I think- yeah, I agree that it has gotten a lot better yeah. from when we first poured it to now. Yeah, I still think it's uh, on the thin side, but again, I don't, you know, I don't want to say, you know, it's weak as a negative. I want to say, you know, it's weak for people who don't want to <laughs> have Fair. like super heavy, heavy beers. Fair. And that's one of the most common misconceptions, like Christine already kind of uh, touched on, with people who say they don't drink dark beer. They think it's because it's super heavy. Right. right. And this isn't. So people should check that out. Right. <laughs> it's not a super heavy beer. You don't beer. know what you're missing. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely suggest it for anybody. Uh, you know, it's not my favorite coffee beer because I like things heavier and I like right. things more powerful. But I think it's really good for anybody who's looking to try a coffee beer. So you think maybe kind of a gateway into the coffee row? Yeah, sure. Okay, then. Yeah. All right. Easy out. <laughs> yeah, sure. So uh, let's take a quick break. Okay. And we'll be back for segment three. And uh, maybe we'll have ourselves a second special guest. Stay tuned, Hop Nation. We'll be right back. Awesome. Welcome back, Hop Nation, to the beautiful episode 47. One bigger than 46. Mm-hmm. Two bigger than 45. And five away from the year anniversary. Yeah, we're going to have to start ramping up on that. <laughs> so we are quickly approaching that, but that is future worries. Yeah. Right now we're worried about episode 47. We are here at Patrick's Pump here in Boone Township. Uh, we are talking a little beer tasting group with Christine and... For this segment, we have an additional special guest. So, Sean, the owner and operator of Patrick's Pub here in Moon Township, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. So, uh, what we're going to do here is uh, we always have three three beers as part of the podcast, so it is time for us to uh, dive into beer number three, and uh, that honor goes to Steve once again to introduce the third beer of the evening. So, Steve, what are we drinking for segment three? So the third beer we're gonna have tonight is the Oscar Blues Barrel Age 1050. Okay, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, this is a uh, relatively new release from Oscar Blues, I believe. I believe it just came out last year, 2017. Yes, it is within the last six months or so. Yeah, so it's taken their 1050, 
and which is normally known uh, for its 10.5 ABV, <laughs> uh, but it actually ramps it up a bit. This is going to be a 12.9. Oh my! Yeah, and okay. it also ramps the normal 1050s IBUs of 65 up to 98. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So it's going to be a little bit extra from the 1050. <laughs> I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. Uh, but yeah, Oscar Blues, the known from uh, Longmont, Colorado. I have nothing additional I'm to say. That. No, I, I like where that. Where the at. So. From Longmont, Colorado. <laughs> So uh, just a, a friendly reminder, everybody, uh, all of the beers that we've been drinking here tonight have been on tap here at Patrick's. Yeah. Um, so One of my favorite things about Patrick's is they will have these big heavy hitters. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> on tap, available. Also. So uh, let's get into the beer itself here. Uh, this is obviously another crude oil beer. Yeah, this is crude oil to the point that it just kind of sticks to the side of the glass. It has that real thick cappuccino <laughs> yeah I, uh, I uh, head to it <laughs> I, I have a hunch the Four Seasons Coffee Porter is not going to hold a candle in terms of mouthfeel on this thing no 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 this is going to be more like chewing food as compared to just drinking which <laughs> right. was the last beer <laughs> which is fine by me on the nose that is really hot oh yeah there's a oh, lot yeah. of booze in that. <laughs> this is a boozy beer what 12.9 you said yeah it's going to be a big hitter yeah according to Untap, we're looking at a 12.9 <laughs> okay alright so, Shall we? Yes. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. That, See, that now, is, yeah. That is uh, almost the definition of a barrel-aged beer. Yeah. That's that's what I think of when I hear barrel-aged, something like this. Yeah, again, like all that bourbon flavor is on the nose, mm -hmm. but it's also in the mouthfeel as well. Right. And this is borderline maple syrup in terms of thickness. Yeah. Especially <laughs> compared to that Four Seasons. Yeah, that Four Seasons doesn't hold a candle. No, it does not. No, it does not. Um, so we've been talking a lot about this beer. What right. about you guys? So I told you about my dad. He gave me my first sip of beer when I was four. Mm -hmm. right? To quote my dad, this beer will put hair on your chest. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything else to say. I mean, it's strong, it's powerful, and it's got a kick, definitely. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm not drinking a big glass of this right now. <laughs> I can already feel it. I know. Okay. So is there any coconut involved in this? Uh, not that I know of, no. Because it almost feel like I'm, I'm feeling some sort of coconut taste to it. I could be wrong. It's happened twice yeah. before. Okay. So. <laughs> no, I'm not, no I, I think it's just more of a chocolate. And, uh, they, uh, Oscar Blues does have their own coconut beer, which is Death by Coconut. Ah, uh, that's right. But that, I don't think that has anything to do with the 1050 or the Sparrow H version. Okay. I'm going to take one more sip and then we're going to jump back in because I'm really liking this beer. <laughs> Yeah, basically, if you love the 1050 then you, and you love barrel-aged beers, then you're going to love this. Yeah, yeah. We've had this beer on tap at Patrick's Pub. We have Sean here to talk about Patrick's Pub a little bit. So one of the biggest questions that I've, I've always had on my mind whenever I go to a bar that always has a good beer selection is how do you select the beers that you put on tap? Is there any sort of criteria that you set forth? Or is there any sort of particular brewery you look for? Or just whatever, whatever looks good at the time, let's see what happens. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, all of the above there. So my uh, clientele is very broad. I cater to anybody who's a customer. You should be welcome at Patrick's Pub and find a beer they want. Mm -hmm. From your Ewing drinker to your barrel aged 1050. Um, I try to have a little bit of everything. So a barrel aged beer is pretty much landed on my board year round now. You can almost always come in and find some sort of aged um, barrel beer, whether it's whiskey, rum, uh, wine, okay. and kind of a barley wine. So I've been keeping it pretty consistent. Uh, 
and trying to run that. Lately, I really landed a sour on my board pretty much. I would say I went off for about two months, but I had it on for about six months straight. We ran a sour. So the, the biggest thing I'm trying to do is appeal to the broad range of the craft beer drinker. I'm not trying to specialize just in the, the IPAs, which obviously are big movers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to have your lager too for your people that want to get into the craft beer but don't want to go in and get knocked out. Um, you know, as um, you guys know, we have some big beers on the, the draft list. And part of the allure of my clientele is you know, most of the clientele are responsible craft beer drinkers. They know when they come in, they're going to have a hop slam and then they're going to drop down to something that's going to be like 6.5%. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't need a clientele coming in here and trying to drink five hop slams. <laughs> that's going to cause a lot of a trouble. Night. So really the, the selection is I try to broaden it. Um, I go by the time of the year. <clears throat> we get around St. Patty's that you're going to find some, some stouts on my board. I hope to have at least minimum uh, four, if not five stouts uh, heading into the week of St. Patrick's Week. Uh, that will be my busiest week of the year and we're an Irish pub. So, you know, we just try to keep it mixed up, keep everybody happy. The one thing that I, I am very glad uh, coming here is, and I've seen a lot of places fall into this trap, is the IPA trap, where half the border are IPAs or pale ales. And it, as somebody that does not like IPAs much at all, it eliminates a whole bunch of the taps. And what I like here is you have that, that breadth of variety. So yeah, you, you, the IPAs will be there, but there are also many other varieties that caters to everybody. And I'm glad that Pants has not fallen into that IPA trap. We do like the IPAs here, as I do am a little bit of a hothead, <laughs> as known. But, uh, you know, generally we'll, we'll have, sometimes we may go a little far left. It depends on how busy we are with certain barrels, but mm-hmm. you're always gonna find, I try to have a marquee IPA on at all times. By marquee, I mean, a solid double or triple IPA for the guy that really wants that that one or two really good beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to have some other IPAs just to, you know, balance it out because you can't be drinking a Stone and Joy by Hop Slam and all those great beers out there all night long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. We do definitely want to balance it because my customer is you, my customer is me, my customer is Christine. Everyone's got different tastes. Yep. If you can't cater to all of them, they won't come in. So something we mentioned like earlier in the episode was about how Pat is kind of a hidden gem within the Moon Township and uh, you know kind of Beaver County area as as well, uh, depending on who's coming out here. But you guys seem to have this—you've been operating independently of everybody else and their taste in that way. And like, has Pat's always been that way with uh, the craft beer? Like, you—you you just said that you're your own customer, so obviously it's part of your taste in the craft beer so is that something you brought when you just opened pats or sure well patrick's been up since 1999 mm-hmm. um at that point in time we were pretty much a u.s air uh, neighborhood um watering hole so it's definitely evolved um as the airport changed we changed we started catering to the community uh we're actually a restaurant i do more food sales than anything else so we have a solid dining room catering business we're we're a little bit of everything uh, you can have your party here, we can bring it to you. Uh, when it comes to the beer department, we've evolved. Uh, when we did the uh, first remodel, well, I bought the place in 99, remodeled the existing bar that was already there. And then in 2006, I, by then we had bought the building. The convenience store closed down, we put a dining room in. And 
back that we were still smoking, non-smoking category in Pennsylvania. So my dining room was smoke-free, catering to families. The bar was still smoking, but then those laws changed pretty quickly. By 2007, they were mandating it to be smoke-free for the whole place based on my food sales. And as we evolved, the craft beer started taking off for me about 2006. And of course, with the boom, it really exploded um, around 2009, 2010. We started being able to get a little clientele around the Moon Township area because there wasn't much offering to craft beer here. Right. But of course, you know, we do still sell domestic beer, uh, you know, not just strictly a craft beer bar, but we have a great selection and we've uh, earned our, uh, our clientele has trusted us to bring quality beers at a fair price uh, for everyone to enjoy. So with that, you uh, you mentioned how you were expanding when you first opened. You're expanding again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's been a uh, that's been a process for the past uh, about four years or so. We had a parking problem because our parking lot wasn't big enough. So we secured the uh, the two lots to the right of Patrick's Pub and built a uh, 71 spot parking lot which was a uh, massive undertaking with zoning and all the obstacles in Moon Township. When that got completed, um, amazingly enough, my other neighbor on the left-hand side decided she wanted to sell. So we bought her house. Um, and with her house, we subdivided the uh, property again. And uh, we are now building an outdoor bar, which will be completed in about two weeks and open in April. Oh, fantastic. Um, nice. <laughs> it's going to be sharp. It's going to be unlike any out here in the West Hills. It's going to be a full-service bar seating about 48 people, uh, covered roof. Um, the same drafts that you see in-house will be available outside, in the outside area. So we have a courtyard, too, that will uh, have cornhole, uh, several large um, family-style tables, or lack of better terms, a big picnic table. Um, that will not be covered. So the capacity in the outdoor bar area should be somewhere in the 80-person uh, range. Uh, so it should be, uh, be quite interesting. The existing bar has been expanded, uh, so it shouldn't be as crowded. We're on top of each other. That's been an issue. We've been so busy <laughs> that everyone is uh, really comfortable in here and uh, very cozy. That's, and that's we, one of those good problems, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know it gets packed up All in here. All these problems so. are good, you know. Good to have issues like that. Now we even pull, we put in two pool tables, and we're looking to land a few pool teams. We already have uh, one team that's coming in, looking to get another one. Good, awesome. So big changes happening all right now. We'll be done very soon. So when you guys have the grand opening for the patio, let us know. We will be there. <laughs> Probably a soft opening and a big grand opening party after we figure out all the kinks. <laughs> awesome. I, I'm going to throw this out to both Christine and Sean. Uh, is there any, we've gone through a lot of beer tonight. I'm just wondering, is there any specific beer that like talks your list as like, this is my favorite? Like, what is your favorite craft? Yeah, that's a hard question to answer. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the day. It depends on the mood, you know? Yeah. Um, boy, if I'm in the mood for a rye PA, I like the Terrapin products. Um, they're awesome. If I'm in the mood for a stout, a an eerie skipper stout's always good. Or absolutely, or, especially <laughs> especially on nitro. That's one of Adam's go-to. Yeah, oh yes, absolutely. Um, we have a nitro we... line too. <laughs> Dedicated nitro line, and the variety is always there. Patrick. Springtime, we like the bells over on because that means summer's coming. Yep. Um, 
any of the Great Lakes products are good. Like those are just my personal preferences. But I think the best one we ever had was when at one of the tastings we did a blind tasting and we had people try the Paps Blue Ribbon. Do you remember that? Oh jeez. <laughs> that was kind of As a kind of joke. <laughs> <laughs> we did that. Just we're supposed to, I think we were supposed to do the old tankard, yep. the PBC or PBR old tankard. But um, there was a miscommunication, and we served our guests the Paps Blue Ribbon, <laughs> <laughs> which we made up for, by the way. We did. We, we did. corrected we that, that mistake. That was taken that night. <laughs> so, did anybody actually guess that it was PBR? No, it was the fight. People were telling me, "Oh, this tastes like a Bell's product." This <laughs> I'm thinking, what? <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so I guess it's not as bad as I yeah. think it is, but. <laughs> the are onto something. <laughs> How about you, Sean? Do you have a favorite beer? Uh, I would say my go-to beer is uh, Stone. I love Enjoy Buy, without a doubt. You know, every time it comes out, I gotta manage to get a case to my house. <laughs> but uh, you know, it depends on the time of the year, what's going on. I'm a big fan of the uh, Saga Talk Neapol and Stout. Ooh, oh yeah. yes, we've had that on the show before. Yeah, very That's good. Pretty tasty. Very good. Um, you know, there's a lot of good beers out there. Dale's Pale Ale is good. You know, it really depends on <clears throat> where I'm at, how many I want to drink, and what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, if I'm on a golf course, the Oberon's great. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, summertime, you got to jump on the uh, Session IPAs when you're out in the sun. You know, but definitely, you know, as the rest of... I know you're not a hothead, but <laughs> the IPAs sell. I mean, we sell way more IPA than any other beer really? uh, style here. Oh, IPAs are still moving. Wow. I'm kind of surprised by that. Why are well, you surprised by that? The New England hazy IPA well, is like... Well, that's true. The, yeah. like, you're just surprised because trend. you don't drink that stuff. Because <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah, that's, a, that's a room I don't go into. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just... It's a locked closet. I just don't go over there. <laughs> you know, those bourbon, bourbon barrel beers are good. Founders Doom is quite an interesting beer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, it just depends on your mood. I mean, if you're sitting around a fire and Founders Doom sounds like a good beer to be drinking. Mm -hmm. you're seven Springs on the couch, fire blazing, give me a Doom. Now you're talking. Ice. Now you're talking. <laughs> Which, you know, Seven Springs, we have some good beers on tap up there, too. But that, that, that's private. <laughs> that's the private stash. That's the I like private it. Patrick stash. <laughs> So is there anything that you have wanted to get on tap here, but you haven't been able to yet? It's sort of a, a holy grail beer? Holy grail beer? We've been trying to get um, Sam Adams. Um, uh, Utopias? Oh, Utopia. no. Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> we were trying to get that. That didn't work out. Uh, no, I mean, most of the beers uh, we're able to uh, secure. I mean, we've had KBS on draft. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a tough one to get. I had it last year. We got a quarter barrel, and we always get a couple cases. Um, so generally we're able to get stuff and we're like the hidden gem. I mean, I've had people drive half hour, 45 minutes because they saw we had KBS on mm -hmm. our uh, draft list. Uh, so for the most part, you know, we're able to secure uh, what we need to serve our customers. Just another thing to mention, you guys do have like your own little bottle uh, section that you can sell from too. So you can pick up a, a sixer of Doom if you <laughs> Yeah, the six pack shop definitely uh, offers a lot more of the higher end beers than you will see at your Giant Eagle, uh, etc. We we definitely we have our basic you know basic mainline streamline Hop Devil Perpetual you know two IPs we sell all the time. I always carry Dale's Pale Ale, but I definitely bring in the oddball stuff. Um, you know you might occasionally find a uh, 
120 minute over there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, <laughs> yeah, I so. think I've seen worldwide stout over there as well. Worldwide stout yeah. over there. So, I mean, some hidden gems hit there because everything I carry, um, you know, some of the higher end beers will will stock in the six pack shop, sell them to you by the bottle, but you can still buy them by the four pack on the way out if you want. Okay. So, we, we've definitely got a loyal clientele coming in there looking for uh, some of the higher end stuff that you will not see at your, your mainstream six pack shops. Yeah. And, and I know even for I the show. Well, yeah, I was just going to say for the show, back in episode 25, we did an old Dogfish Head episode, and that's because I found the higher math in one of the cooler. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen this before, and I'm pretty sure it's out of production. Yep. <laughs> We're like, well, I guess that's that the episode. Beer, that beer will age for a while. Yeah. Now, we get some, I, I bought a fair amount of Tro's Grand Crew. Oh, yeah. So that one yep. I'm holding on to. Also, that beer is going to be fine. Yeah. You know, you might see a Grand Crew. And I bought uh, three 12 packs of that, and you know, from talking to my chose reps, you know, people age those. Right. I'm actually aging some Mad Elf right now for nice. seven <laughs> That taste off's supposed to happen pretty soon. We got four years worth. I uh, I tried to do that. I didn't make it through Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> we tied them up and put them in a bag and said, "Do not touch." <laughs> awesome. Uh, since we're gonna have the the new patio and everything since I got both of you here <laughs> is there a possibility of having a beer tasting outside on the new patio 110 percent I like it I like how about it. a beer tasting on the patio every month oh in the summertime for sure all right that's what we're <laughs> so, <here. laughs> all right. so I mean we should be on the on the patio um you know all summer long nice on Tuesday nights whenever we day we choose so we do have one party already booked on Tuesday so you're off that one we gotta work around that you're able to reserve that if people want to call up yeah. they can definitely um, reserve the awesome. patio as long as the the price is right <laughs> <laughs> well bottom line uh, when you have the grand opening let us know we will be there yeah Sounds I th- good. I think that's going to do good maybe for the, the beer tasting group, too, because, uh, you know, Sean already said it's like a, an 80-person capacity as compared to the dining room, which, mm-hmm. yeah, is a little smaller. Yeah, uh, your numbers went up. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. take the whole thing over, take <laughs> we'll it take over. We'll take it over. We'll take it over. World and, and domination. <laughs> that's right. And once you get the Hop Nation bump, you're going to be yeah, turning people yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overflow, standing room. Please, Adam, please don't promise things like that. <laughs> yeah, I would just, uh, you know, Christine does a good job of promoting it, and I try to uh, promote it through my social media. You know, and that's patrickspub.org uh, is my website, and you can follow us on Twitter at Patrick's Moon Township, and Facebook is Patrick's Pub and Grill is our Facebook page, and then we do have an Instagram account, and that's. Patrick's Moon Township also. Right on. Awesome. Right on. Good plugs. <laughs> so if I could return the compliment. So there's a reason we're going into our fourth year here. And it's because Sean and Patrick have been such a good partner to us. So the the uh, fist pump. <laughs> so the service is great. The food is great. Sean is really wonderful to work with as far as uh, selecting the, the beers for us. And he's very accommodating. And he always tells me, whatever you want. So... We're gonna have to keep raising the we, bar. We, see we how far we can stretch that. Every time I throw a lifeline, what did I give you? I gave you the um, vintage uh, Chimay. Yes. What was that yeah, again? No, um, I forget now. Was it the blue one? I can't remember. Oh, the the, the reserve. Yeah. Uh, was the, 
It was the That's Magnum. It was the, the uh, vintage oh, wow. Magnum oh, Reserve. Oh, wow. And somehow I, I scored a case of it. Don't even ask me how. <laughs> but we had a case of it. I'm like, you know what? We're going to pop one out to the beer tasting. Let them enjoy that. Yeah. So there's some, some bonuses that pop in here yeah. and there. So thank you, Sean, for being uh, a good you're welcome. to us. Very cool. Another four years coming up. I like it. Hopefully. <laughs> I like it. With a patio. <laughs> With a patio. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, phase one is about completed. Phase two, hopefully within the next uh, year, year and a half. Sweet. Very cool. Yeah, we definitely look forward to it. And I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to kick back and relax a little bit. I don't know about kicking back. <laughs> I'm spending money. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Sean kick back. I've seen him every time I'm here. He's around. <laughs> he's not an owner that sits back and just collects. <laughs> We're actually very fortunate that he's been able to spend some time with us today. Because I know you're yeah. very busy doing other things tonight. I want to go paint. <laughs> yeah. And we do thank you for, for hopping on here for uh, a little no bit. No problem. Appreciate it. Hey, I want to thank you guys very much for uh, coming out here today. Appreciate it. Well, thank hey. you for having us. Yeah, thanks for letting us record here. Yeah. Thanks for hosting us. We greatly appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Thanks, Sean. So, yeah, the 1050 Barrel Age. It is... We don't need to say much about it, really. I think uh, we already said enough. It's, it's one of the... It's <laughs> an extremely excellent beer. Yes. Uh, I can't get enough of it, and I'm tempted to have another. <laughs> I'm not your doctor. I'm not going to tell you that. I know. I'm my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and your doctor says yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Christine, do you have anything to add about this one? No, I just keep coming back to my dad's old saying, you know, put hair on your chest. And yeah. After we're done here, I'm going to go check. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bottom line, this is a really good beer. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a killer. I mean, the 1050 is already a killer stout, so when you ramp it up like this, it, it, it can only do good things. It goes all the way to 11. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to add, though, that, like, I think normally I would not like a beer like this because it tastes, it can taste the bourbon in it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but recently I've been exposed to whiskey and bourbon. Okay. Right? So I'm, I'm learning about different flavors of. Um, moonshine, whiskey, bourbon, and I'm finding that I kind of like that, right? <laughs> so I, I think that because I have that experience, that makes me like this beer even more. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody who maybe whose palate palate is not that I don't want to say advanced, but that hasn't been exposed to that maybe right. mm -hmm. probably won't like this beer. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely strong, and um, yeah, having that that history, I am surprised how much I like this one. Cool. Well, um, at the end of every episode, we like to take the three beers that you know, we tried throughout the episode and kind of rank them against each other. Doesn't ever really mean anything, but no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, 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 especially tonight since it's oh, it's just all over the place. We're just trying taps, yeah. right? Right. But and again, that also plays to how a little beer tasting goes because right. you're likely to try whatever Pat's has on tap and. Pat's keeps a pretty eclectic mix. Right. With that, uh, I'll give it to you, Christine. Go ahead, give a bronze, silver, and gold rating for the three beers we had tonight. So I'll go backwards. So my third, uh, the bronze mm -hmm. award, will go to the, what was the second one we tried, the coffee? The yeah. Four Seasons Coffee. Four Seasons yes. Coffee. And not by um, any means was that a bad beer, but out of the three, that's the one that I didn't like the most. <laughs> I don't want to say I like the least because that sounds bad. Right, right. Um, my my silver award will go to the uh, barrel aged stout, um, only because it's a little bit stronger for my taste, and I'm still kind of entering this realm. Mm -hmm. uh, so I recognize that it's a really good beer, but for my taste, it's not number one. And that leaves number one as the uh, the sour that we tasted. The distilled uh, wild sour. 
Cranberry Creek. <laughs> <laughs> However you say that and last that. word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that one re reminded me of how much I liked the sour beers. You know, and it wasn't too strong where even I, after all this time, went, ooh, I can't believe I'm drinking this. Um, mild sweet tart flavor um and it just put a smile on my face and like i said i want to go home and drink that with my apple crisp. <laughs> uh for me i'm gonna go bronze with the uh the distill it's still not a favorite style for me so <laughs> uh it, it was pretty good though um i would try more from their wild sour series simply because I, i'm interested in how they come about with that like uh, a lot of sour beers are too much for me <laughs> Well, they, they, this one, this one wasn't. So I'm willing to try more from them. Mm -hmm. It came up against a, a stack deck with you. Oh yeah, well, yeah. It came up against beers that I really like. Anyway, so mm -hmm. uh, the silver I'm going to give to the Four Seasons Coffee Porter. You know, it's it's pretty decent beer, and we already said like it could be a gateway to a coffee uh, drinker and a dark beer drinker in general because uh, it's it does have that little bit of thinness to it. It's not a super heavy beer. It's not a super boozy beer. It's not, you know, there's, it's not uh, pushing in any direction too hard, but it does have a really decent coffee flavor to it. It's pronounced and it's there. So <laughs> you're, you're at least not getting, you know, screwed over that way. Uh, but definitely gold medal goes to this 1050 barrel aged. I just was so excited when I saw it on there. <laughs> I think it's important to note aside, all the other good things I've already said about it, even though it is like 12.9%, it's not uh, super boozy on the mouth. Like, it smells really hot. It smells really alcohol, you know, e, alcoholy. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't taste, like, it doesn't burn when I drink it. So that's a that's a plus in that uh, category. A lot of barrel-aged beers tend to be too hot that way. Adam? So I'm gonna differ from both of you. Okay. Uh, for me, the bronze medal is actually going to go to the Four Seasons Coffee Porter. And the biggest reason for that is is the thinness. Mm -hmm. The mouthfeel on it, it's, yes, it got better as it got warmer, but it, like everybody here said, it just, that was like the first thing that you noticed. Yeah. Was that it, it seemed thin. The, the coffee flavor and the coffee nose was definitely there, and they did not sell it short on that aspect. Unfortunately, the mouthfeel just kind of that that dominated the conversation. Right. And with the porter, yeah, you can have a, a thin mouthfeel, but I prefer something that's a little more beefy. And this just just didn't have that even after it warmed up. Uh, with that in mind, my silver medal is actually going to go to the, the distill, okay. uh, the sour. I like that beer. I like sour beers. That one was was definitely a good one. Uh, and it would have been in the gold medal position. <laughs> However, uh, unfortunately, it came up against Goliath Yeah. <laughs> in, in that 1050, 1050 barrel age. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's just a, that's a big beer. That's a good beer. Oh, there's no smoke in it. It's a barrel age. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's next year's batch. <laughs> hint, oh, hint. Wow. Hint, hint. Wow. I mean, about that. So... It was just, it, yes, it's 12.9%. Yes, it's got that big boozy nose to it. And it's it's thick, it's maple syrup, but holy crap is it good. Mm -hmm. It's just good. Mm -hmm. And I can drink that all night next to a campfire. Yeah. And I, I would be a happy camper up, down, left, and right. <laughs> no doubt about it. So that goes into the gold medal position. 
I, I think we have ourselves a pretty good variety here. Yeah, good variety all around. Let's uh, turn it over to Christine. Why don't you give all the plugs and all the places that little beer tasting can be sure. found? Thank you. There's now, a camera that, here. There's a camera here. <laughs> now, now that you know that you're going to have even more room, yeah, <laughs> it's time yeah. to get more people in. We have to double our size. <laughs> so uh, we have we're on the web at uh, alittletasting.com. We are on Facebook at A Little Tasting. Um, we sell tickets on Eventbrite, so if you'd like to join us, um, you can visit our website for all the information. There'll be a link to buy tickets on Eventbrite. We charge $12 to attend the tasting, and again, that covers six four-ounce samples, sometimes bonus beers, so you never know. <laughs> um, uh, usually every third Tuesday, uh, just the way the schedules work, uh, but sometimes we have to flip a week or something, so it's not, you know, don't plan on it for always being that, that third Tuesday of the week. It's not set in stone, but you, you guys do a pretty good job of like sending out emails and letting us know when, so. Yes, thank you. So if you visit our website, again, at alittletasting.com, you can sign up for our email list. Um, and then we will be sure to email you when the next date is coming and when tickets are on sale. Um, and also, you can follow us on Facebook for that information as well. Awesome. All right. Now it's your turn. Now my turn. Because I've me. never done this before. So <laughs> you have me. to do it. So for us, if you want to find us on the social media in any way, you search Hop Nation USA, and that will find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast, then all you got to do is search Hop Nation USA, a craft beer podcast, and that on Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, and Google Music Play. And if you're on iTunes, subscribe and leave us a five-star review because we are a five-star show. Damn right. And you can go on the HopNationUSA.com website for features and reviews that you won't find anywhere else. That's all. Nice. Uh, I do want to uh, once again extend uh, some thanks to the staff here at Patrick's Pub. Uh, they have helped us out a lot here. Uh, they've been very accommodating. We uh, we got all sorts of wires going everywhere. We've got yeah. computers. <laughs> we've got microphones going all over the place, and they've been nothing but helpful. We have uh, to tip well today. <laughs> oh, we certainly will. We certainly will. So I, I want to thank uh, the staff here at Patrick's Pub. I want to thank Sean, uh, the owner-operator of Patrick's Pub. I want to thank Christine, obviously, uh, for coming on to the show. Thank you very oh, much. My pleasure. We will take over the world together. There we go. Partners in crime. So uh, with that, uh, Steve, you got anything else to add? I'm good. I'm good, too. Christine, any last words? I'm good. Come All check right. us out. Every third Tuesday, uh, a little tasting.com. I said that right, right? Yes. Yeah. So with that, uh, thanks for joining us again, Hop Nation, and we will see you next week. Thank you.